Hey everyone, welcome to the Following Jesus podcast. I am Jake McGrew, and I co-host this podcast along with my incredible and talented wife, Jen. Hey y'all. This is a show where we sit down together and talk about what it looks like to follow Jesus in your everyday life. We're so excited about this show, and we're so excited for today's episode, so let's go ahead and jump right in. Well, hello, everyone. Happy Labor Day to you all. Hey, guys. This is the following Gia's podcast. I'm Jake McGrew. And I am Jenny. Sniffles McGee. Yeah, I'll try not to. (laughs) I'll try. Sometimes I wish the the pre-podcast was recorded so people could see what goes on beforehand. (laughs) That, That magic, those magic moments right before we start recording. You know, all the fun behind yeah, the scenes reality stuff. TV and <laughs> the group crew. Happy Labor Day, everybody. It's the it's the last holiday of the summer. Yeah. Re- everybody gets back to real life tomorrow. Yeah. How are you feeling? Grand. Yeah. I feel like, I mean. Are you sad? No. I feel like for us, life doesn't ever really stop. Like we don't have summer break. Right. You know, so like we're just always going all the time. So this is just like a long weekend and then you're right. back at it like normal. Yeah. How are you feeling? You're going back to school this semester. Uh, I am. I don't know if I go back Professional this week student. next week. Just sorting some stuff out with Mark. Mark Buchanan. Um, I don't want to be like elusive and be like Mark and everyone's like, who's Mark? Who's Mark? Yeah. Um, I'm only taking one class this semester just because we're carrying a lot of church this season and I want to steward things well in my life and, you know, also help people how to or know how to lead yourself well. And that's not getting incapacitated and taking on more than you can nurture (laughs) in every area of your life. But um, I got to take a look at my syllabus and um, yeah, I get an amazing opportunity, you guys, to have a one-on-one master's class with Mark Buchanan on Sabbath. Like I can, (laughs) I can hardly believe this. And uh, I was telling, I was telling you that this is probably a once in a lifetime opportunity. I was like... (laughs) When he wrote me about it, like just, you know, just saying it looks like I was going to be the only one. And I'm like, no, no, you don't need to do that. And he's like, no, no, yeah, let's do it. And he's you, so essentially you are taking a one-on-one class yeah. in a master's program, getting credited for it with Mark Buchanan. Yeah, on Sabbath. It's all on <laughs> Sabbath. So my hope in taking this class um, is so that I can, you know, we're already very passionate about Sabbath, but that I could become more skilled uh, in teaching it so that we could perhaps even offer a four-week class, not on Saturdays, <laughs> um, not on Saturdays. That was a joke. Which was the initial conversation. Funny joke for me. Um, to other people. So I'm excited. But anyway, I'd said all that because I got to dive into the syllabus because right. he said he really, you know, because it's just him and myself that he really wants to teach me exactly what I want to learn about. So I'm really grateful for the opportunity. Wait, like, I can wait, hardly wait believe Wait a it. minute. Wait a minute. So also besides... Everything, yeah. but wait, there's more. Yeah. He's custom making yeah. the class for you. You tell me what I want to talk, what you want me to talk about, and we'll, I'll teach well, you. You just said what, what I want to focus on that's in the syllabus. Amazing. So that's going to be part of my homework tonight because he said it would take about an hour. So that'll be part of my night tonight is going through that. And that is truly, yeah, super grateful. Astounding. Yeah. And by the way, if anybody's listening and Jen uses the word Sabbath, and maybe you don't exactly understand the whole concept of Sabbath. We're not talking about just Sundays. <laughs> We're talking right. about the the mm-hmm. idea of holy rest mm-hmm. and and God's idea behind Sabbath. Have we done Sabbath. a podcast or an episode on that yet? 
We should do that. I don't feel we, like we have. Yeah, we I think it was one of the, the few weeks for sure. one of the things we had talked about right. talking about. Mm-hmm. But I don't believe we ever actually recorded an episode on it yet. Great. Coming soon, you guys. Coming at Sabbath. you. Hot. After you're done your class, obviously. Awesome. Your one-on-one class. So here we are, Labor Day. Everybody's getting ready to go back to school. And so we thought it would be a great time to talk about um, the mission field, so to speak, of our lives. Right. Um, there was a church that we have grown up with our whole lives, and I always loved on the inside of their sanctuary, mm-hmm. as you were leaving, mm-hmm. there was a sign above the door that said, you're mm-hmm. now entering the mission field. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to talk was about- that City Bible Church? No, that was City Life Church. City For, Life. Formerly Glad Tidings. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, here in Chilliwack. Uh, so we're going to talk about being salt and light. And this mm-hmm. comes from Matthew chapter 5, Jesus's- first message that he preaches to the masses and he comes out of the gate hot and he he begins to jump in his message. Mm-hmm. He starts with the Beatitudes mm-hmm. and then works his way from there talking mm-hmm. about the Beatitudes. He then moves into talking about salt mm-hmm. and light. And don't and, you think that's important to pay attention to? Yes. The things that Jesus felt <laughs> were very important. Yeah. My first message, the my first chance to talk to the masses and the first things that I'm going to start with. Right. I think that's something to be noted, Mm. that he felt it very important that these are the things that were taught. I'm also amazed at how articulate, or or, pardon me, articulate um, his speech was, because you know it's not like he had an iPad or notes (laughs) that he was probably... Some tablet that yeah. he was that he was reading from, but just yeah, because he didn't have a Bible and a mm-hmm. notebook that he was journaling in. Mm-hmm. This yeah. was coming from his heart, yeah. Which is a whole conversation about, you know, we see Jesus all the time away in times of solitude, mm-hmm. rest, and prayer, mm-hmm. right? So this is the overflow, which is a whole other conversation right. that we're not going to go down that road today. Right. <laughs> but yeah. I think you're right. I think this is super important. Beginning of, the, beginning of my message, and here I go. This is yeah, what I want to start with. We really with. need to pay attention to that. And it seems like in the season that we're in, not just season, season might not be broad enough, the times that we are living in that, like we've even talked about as a church, as you know, pastoring Hope City Church, that it's it's been a time in this, even the last six months where we had had discussions about how we got to sharpen our arrow. Right. You know, when things are becoming too gray, mm-hmm. you know, like you've been going through this or we've been going through this series um, as a church, you guys call it Sincerely John, but it's out of the book of First John. Yeah. And there's just no gray. <laughs> I think like even yeah. yesterday, like you were really giving it to the church <laughs> I mean, in the second I was, service. I wasn't giving but, it but to it, them. But really it's the tone. It's the tone of the book of First John. You John can't, was you can't just kind of like water it down. Yeah. It, it's like there's black and there's white, there's light and there's darkness, there's good and there's evil. You're in or you're out. Like that's basically that I love about John. It's like you're in or you're out, yeah. you know? And and if 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 you're not in... Or, or if you're if if you're not like what does it say you know you whoever says that he loves God but doesn't or that hates his brother you're a liar you know so like you're just you didn't talk about this yesterday but these are the things that he talks about and you're just like sitting that's, there and that's being like, next week's message yeah. yeah so you're just like wow you know and not like we never think about these things but when you're sitting there captive audience like in a church and you know just having finished you know we've all been in the presence Lord worshiping the Lord our hearts are very open and ready to receive yeah. You know, it just brings the fear of the Lord. So 
back to what I was saying about, you know, being in a season of sharpening our arrow, Mm -hmm. um, it seems to me um, in the times that we live in is that people are looking not just for a truth because, you know, we we, we constantly are hearing people talk about their truth, their truth drives me nuts, but, Mm -hmm. you know, but we're also here to help shepherd that. So I want to be careful that if if that's you and and you've talked about speaking your truth, I don't want to say, I don't want you to hear me say that you're driving me nuts, (laughs) (laughs) but what it does, but what it, but, but what it does is it, it provokes an awareness and awakening inside of me is that people are looking for truth. That's so, right. you know, they're, they're talking about a truth, but it's because they're on the hunt. Mm-hmm. They're on the hunt. For truth. For truth yeah. right now. And that's what we've been talking about That's right. So like, even as the body of Christ, we need to pay attention to books like First John, mm-hmm. is that we, we cannot water down the gospel of Jesus Christ, or it's not the gospel anymore. I don't know. It's just like a story. Yeah. It's a story about a nice man with some disciples and they did good things. Well, that's not the story. Yeah. That's not even that's close. That's not the point. No, yeah. that's not even close to it. And people are looking for the truth right now, you guys. And it's in the Bible says, you know, you know how it's supposed to be um, or how we understand the scripture. It says that the truth will set you free, but it's really that the truth that you know. Mm-hmm. The truth that you know and that you understand. The revelation you that's have right. that's been revealed exactly. to you. Exactly. Yeah will set you free. And, you know, we all, we know that people need so much freedom right now. Yeah. They need so much freedom. So much And where freedom. does the freedom come from? Truth. The truth. Jesus Christ, the way, the truth, and yeah. the life. And that, that's what we've been talking about. We've been talking about, you know, there is that expression, speak your truth, but we've been talking about how if you are a follower of Jesus, and right. that that is the context that's right. as a follower of Jesus, and that's what the book of First John, mm-hmm. that's who it's written to, is followers of Jesus mm-hmm. who have began to fall away a little bit mm-hmm. in their pursuit, in their passion mm-hmm. for Jesus, and false teachers have been mm-hmm. rising. And so the letter was written to those people, and so we talked about... If you're a follower of of Jesus, you don't have your own truth to speak. That's you right. have the truth, that's which is right. Jesus Christ that's and, right. and what he says. So that's what we've been talking about. Right. And so... Which also, you know, we talk about this all the time. It's That's also part of not just knowing Jesus as your savior, but also as knowing him as, as your, your Lord. Lord. That's right. Right. That's and right. really understanding that truth because you're submitting yourself mm-hmm. to the truth. So we don't get to do whatever we want. That's right. <laughs> Because his law now is written in our hearts. Absolutely. I think in Hebrew law, there was like, what, was it 800 and something laws? Oh, I want to say 600 and something, six, but I think it was, it was, was a lot. It was a lot. Yeah. yeah. I want to say 683. That's what, I could be totally wrong about mm, that, but. It's a, it's a lot. But it's now. unfulfillable. But now Jesus died on the cross, you know, sent us the Holy Spirit, left us the Holy Spirit and his law is written on our heart. Mm-hmm. Okay. So today, <laughs> sorry, no, I'm so, talking too long. I'm uh, looking at the clock here. I'm like, this isn't exactly yeah, what we're talking this, about today. Oh yeah, but it's great. It's a good conversation. Yeah. Uh, so I don't even know how we got to where we were just at, but mm. we're just rewinding the tape. Yeah, we are talking about being salt. Oh, that's how we got here. We're talking about Jesus' first words in his message. Mm-hmm. We're talking about being salt and light. We're Labor Day because school starts tomorrow or this week for many people, mm-hmm. real life kind of begins mm-hmm. again. You know, summertime's that weird magical time where everybody's on holidays and having fun. it was fun. a good summer. I didn't yeah. get to really talk about all that. You said, how are you feeling? I didn't get to talk about it. Well, you, I think you jumped into something well, else. Well, the only please, thing I want to say... Go. You go, girl. Not to like take 500 steps backwards you go, in this girl. episode. <laughs> Is that like all of a sudden it's fall? All of a sudden it's fall. It's like the leaves are falling up the tree, but they're start. <laughs> 
they're so thirsty for water because it's been such a dry summer. I think they're just like, and we're done. I think they're just like, we're I'm done. Out. I'm out. <laughs> Season's over, you guys. I'm out of here. Winter, you're in. I'm just, I'm just going see straight to fall. See you next year. Yeah, see you next year. Um, so like up here, we live up at the lake and it was dead today. Yeah, nobody. So it's, weird. It's gloomy out. It's weird. Like I expect this tomorrow, yeah. but not today. It was just. Wait a second. You expect the the day after Labor Day to be gloomy? Like even no, the. No, I expect it to be busy. It's oh, Labor Day, okay. right? So people yes. are really like holding on, but. Right. That seemed to be more like, well, even yesterday, people were packing up. They were packing. It was Saturday. pouring rain. Right, right. Pouring rain. Right. Yeah, that was weird too. Mm. Um, and thank so God it's raining because we need it. But I want to unselfishly say that. Um, but Saturday, yeah, was totally slammed up here. So I guess that was like Labor Day. And then now it's like, okay, it's fall and mm-hmm. we're going back to school and mm-hmm. to all the things. So I do love fall, but I just want to pack all my feelings of how am I feeling. <laughs> all of a sudden it's fall and it's like... It's like the it's like the season is saying deal with it. That's the sound bite for today. I'm here. All of a sudden, it's fall. <laughs> like Buddy the Elf, I'm here. Yep, <laughs> I'm singing. Um, wow, fifteen minutes. Left. Yeah. <laughs> so, so in this episode, we're going to talk about absolutely nothing. Have you gotten all of your feelings out? I don't know. When Should I have we to begin cry? to look at the Word I of have God to now? Cry. Well, just have a good cry, girl. You no, just go. Fine. Let's go in the corner. I got good news today we'll that mute, I can't share. We'll mute your mic and then you Do can just have a... happy. We're just going to talk over you. <laughs> just keep talking. I'm just going to keep talking over you. Everyone, welcome to my life. <laughs> okay, salt and okay, light. Okay, yeah, we're talking about salt and light. Um, so in Matthew chapter 5, verse 13, 14, 15, and 16, Jesus drops this truth. And I'm going to read it just for some context, and then we'll jump into it. He says, you're the salt of the earth, but what good is salt if it has lost its flavor? Can you make it salty again? It'll be thrown out and trampled underfoot as worthless. You are the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see, so everyone will praise your heavenly Father. So, you know... Uh, back like in the 90s, there was this real move for churches to start Christian schools yeah. to get their kids out <laughs> of, Jesus. to get their kids out of this secular environment, Right. Uh, which sure, I, I'm all for education. I think education... Well, I hope so. Uh, yeah, I'm all for it. I think it's important. But there was kind of like this, we were afraid of being indoctrinated by the world. But as followers of Jesus, I just want to put this thought out there and you can, you can think about it. You can mull it over and you can ponder it as followers of Jesus. We're not really called to be pulled out of the world. We're called to affect change in the world that we find ourselves in. Mm -hmm. So yes, for sure. Right now, education system is going nuts and mm-hmm. and you got to do what you got to do to make sure that your kids are growing up with strong foundations. Can I add something to this right Please. away just for parents yeah. who could be listening yes. and they're like, maybe agree, disagree, but I know what, I know where you're going with it mm. is that anywhere we've lived, because we've lived a lot of different places, yes. we've always, always committed the year, not committed the whole year, but before the next season came is that we were already leaning in for where our kids were going to go to school. And right. not that we always flopped them around. Don't hear me say that. We were just like, 
you know, flippity floppity parents that just, well, we don't know what's going to happen this year. But wherever we lived, that's usually when they made a school change. Mm -hmm. And I will say this, when we first moved from Chilliwack, where they were in a Christian school, and then we moved to Victoria, we put them in public school. We We really felt like the Lord wanted them to go in public school. Then when we moved to Calgary, we really sensed that the Lord wanted them to be in Christian school. That's right. And then when we moved back, Sydney graduated grade 12 in Calgary, Calgary Christian. But when we moved back to BC, we prayed about it again and felt like, no, Josiah was supposed to be in GW, which was a public, public school, school, which was a very good experience yeah. for him. So what is the right thing? I just want to say this before, just to like add to what you're going to be talking about, Jake, doing what God says. Yeah. And not to be afraid. Do never be afraid of what the Lord tells you to do. There's always a grace to do whatever God tells That's you to right. do. If God says to do something and it looks crazy and mm-hmm. the world can't figure it mm-hmm. out, if God has said mm-hmm. to do it, there's a grace for you to walk into that season. But it's getting harder. Yeah. <laughs> Quicker. <laughs> That's a whole other conversation, <laughs> not for today. Um, okay, so Jesus drops this this bomb and he says, you're the salt of the earth. Uh, in the ancient days when Jesus was alive, salt had three purposes back then. Uh, the first one, um, it, had, it had three special qualities. So I was looking in Barclay's commentary about this and, and they said salt back when Jesus walked mm-hmm. the earth had three special qualities. The first one is it had a quality of purity. It was associated with purity because it was made from literally the ocean and sun, right? It's just the ocean dried out. And so because of its appearance and because of how it was made, and there's literally nothing in it. I've actually never heard anyone say that when we talk about salt. And so it's it has this association of purity to it. Uh, the second special quality it had uh, was the quality of being an anti- antiseptic, mm-hmm. right? And so how it was used to purify that which was sick or to clean that which was sick. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the third thing was obviously the flavor, that, that salt flavors things. And so when Jesus was speaking about this, these are... Part of the qualities he's referring to when he calls us salt, he's mm-hmm. he's referring to us as people, how we are supposed to be pure, how we are supposed to bring healing to the sick areas of life, right? Right, and how we are called to flavor the world around us, right? When so, when you're saying pure, can you unpack that? Well, as followers of Jesus, obviously our lives are supposed to look like Jesus's life. So, I mean, we were talking about this in 1 John yesterday, right? Those who say they live in God should live their Mm -hmm. lives like Jesus Mm -hmm. did, which is 1 John chapter 2, verse Mm 6. And so purity, as a follower of Jesus, your life, um, you should be striving to live a holy life. The Apostle Paul said, be holy as mm-hmm. I am holy. Holy mm-hmm. just means set apart and sanctified right. for the master's use, right? And so we should be striving as followers of Jesus to rid ourselves of things that are unclean, unpure, unholy, mm-hmm. and sanctify ourselves so that we are made pure in his image so that mm-hmm. we can be more like him. Amen. Does that answer yeah, you? it does. Do you have any thoughts about that? No, I just wanted to hear you unpack that a little bit you know, um, in case anyone had any questions. Right. So when Jesus is talking about it, he says, you're the salt of the earth. Then he goes on and says, what good is salt if it loses its flavor? I was reading a little bit more because the next line here is very interesting. It says, what good is salt if it has lost its flavor? Well, Barclay said uh, in one commentary that he was reading. So Barclay wrote his commentaries back in the 50s, I believe. And he was reading his own commentary. Mm -hmm. And it was called the Jesus, the 
the Jesus in Palestine, I think is what the commentary he was reading. And they were talking about, they made this point that salt doesn't ever really lose its flavor. Salt can't lose its flavor. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then it says, can you make it salty again? He said, it's only good to be thrown out and trampled underfoot as worthless. And so he said the best that anybody could really break this down and understand what was being talked about here was that in this day and age, Mm -hmm. ovens for Palestinian people Mm. were outdoors. Okay. And so what they did was when they began to build an oven, they would bu- they would put a base layer of salt on the ground and then they would build the oven on top of that. But after time, mm-hmm. the 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 salt would lose its ability to heat the tiles that it was built on and they would have to take the oven apart, throw the salt on the ground, get rid of it and bring in new salt. Wow. And so Jesus was talking about there is a purpose for your saltiness. Mm-hmm. And so as followers of Jesus, we are supposed to be salty people. We right. are supposed to mm-hmm. have a life of purity, mm-hmm. striving for working towards mm-hmm. that purity, emptying mm-hmm. ourselves. Mm-hmm. We are supposed to be, and I love the image of the antiseptic where there's something because, you know, mm-hmm. you think of like a festering wound or like a cut. Mm-hmm. And then like, you know, you, when you have a cut in your mouth, like a canker mm-hmm. sore on you, goggle, mm-hmm. goggle. Goo goo, you gurgle <laughs> uh, salt water. What well, stings? Mm-hmm. But that salt is purifying. It's like an antiseptic in your mm-hmm. mouth, cleaning out the wound so it heals. Mm-hmm. And I love the picture when he was talking about this here. Mm-hmm. How we are? You're saying, mm-hmm, no, I'm saying. okay, yeah. Um, uh, I love that picture about how we are called to go into the world, into the dark places, into the sick places, and bring in the antiseptic power of the blood of Jesus Christ into those places Preach. and clean it out. That's really good. Yeah. Do you know something that you didn't say about salt? I'm surprised that Barclay didn't say this, was that it's a preservative. Uh, yeah, he did. And I mean, maybe, I have that yeah, note yeah, there, yeah, yeah, yeah. but... Um, yeah. yeah, and just, you know, I'm sure you guys are thinking that too already, um, but um, in something that I read this week, it talked about it being a preserver of what is good. And I was thinking about us you know, is that we, you know, the scripture says that we have this treasure in earthen vessels, yeah. you know, that we're called to be, yet we're talking about being salt and light, but that we're to be preservers of what is good. You know, yeah. the Bible says, be excellent at what is good, be innocent of evil and the yeah. God of peace will crush Satan under our feet. Um, but we're, we're to be preservers of the word of God. Mm-hmm. You remember that book, that movie, I think it was the book of Eli and it was like the Oh, yeah. Denzel Washington. Yeah, so I think about that just like a preserver of what is good or, right. or a preserver, a carrier of the presence of God so that we're able to, as we preserve it, um, we're carrying it, we're able to give it out to you know yeah. to everyone around us. But I want to add some things back to flavor. Is that okay? Absolutely. And this was also in Barclay's commentary, I'm trying to stick close to the mic here, but it says Christianity is to life what salt... Oh, no, I'll go back for a minute. Food... Um, Pardon me. Sorry, I'm trying to read this. I don't That's have my fine. glasses on. Sorry. Um, he Such said, a young lady eating yeah. glasses. Christianity is to life what salt is to food. I'm going to mm. say that again. Christianity is to life what salt is to food. Christianity lends flavor to yeah, life. that's right. I want to let that sit for a minute. Yeah. Christianity lends flavor to life. And then he said this, the tragedy is that so often people have connected Christianity with precisely the opposite. They have connected Christianity with that which takes the flavor out of life. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this um, scholar had said, even after Constantine had made Christianity the religion of the Roman Empire, there came to the throne another emperor right. called Julian, yes. who wished to put the clock back and to bring back the old gods. His complaint um, 
um, was, have you looked at these Christians closely? They're <laughs> hollow-eyed, they're pale. I really wanted to read this. I yes. think this is great. Because yes. this is history, you guys. Have you looked at these Christians closely? They're hollow-eyed, they're pale-cheeked, they're flat-breasted all. They, they, oh my gosh, I think it says broad. They broad their lives away. This is really old. This is like from... This is old. Unspurred by ambition, the sun shines for them, but they do not see it. The earth offers them its fullness, but they desire it not. Wow. Man, slap in the face. Yeah. All these desires is to renounce and that they suffer or, and to suffer that they may come to die. You know, so basically what it just looks like is that they're not enjoying life at all and then they die. And then, so what he's saying is why would anybody want to be a Christian? That's right. Right. I was looking for another quote. It wasn't a quote, but he was talking about something Robert Louis Stevenson said. Robert Louis Stevenson, who wrote like Treasure Island and a bunch of other books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it's in that same paragraph yeah. that you're reading. Talks about how in their in his personal journal they found a note that said, "I went to church today and I am depressed." Oh yeah, I just read that somewhere too. Or it's somewhere. It's, it's in the commentary. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's in the whole context right. of this this guy wanting to bring back the other gods because Christians looked so sour faced. Here's here's the thing, and you were talking about this yesterday, and we actually heard this at O Day today from one of the people that was day. yeah orientation day at Summit was that there's a difference between knowing about God yeah. and knowing God. Yeah. How can you not be salty in a good way, okay? Yeah. Good salty. Yes. How can you not be salty and know the, you know, when you have the word of God inside of you because it's alive and it's mm-hmm. powerful and it's sharper or that being full of the love of God or being yeah. filled with the spirit of God. Yeah. These are very rich and exciting things, not Absolutely. just to carry, but obviously that we're supposed to give it away yeah. as preservers of life, yeah. you know, of this salt. Um, so clearly these people knew about God, yep. <laughs> but they didn't know they God. They didn't know him. You know, so that's yeah. so sad to want to bring back the old gods. <laughs> that's right. You know, over who God truly is. Yeah. It's terrible. Because because of the flavoring of his followers. That's right. People crave salt. That's right. They looked at those followers of Jesus and said, I don't want that flavor on on my life. So yeah. I want to go back to something else. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Here's something else. So in talking about purposes of salt, besides the preserving, besides the flavoring, here's something else I came across. Did you know that salt is used as a common like home solution for getting rid of weeds? Yes. You Dandelions, did. I think, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. I didn't know that. You just learned that the other day when you were doing the weeds? I did. Uh, and it With says the this. the weed puller? Yeah. When, <laughs> when salt is absorbed by a plant root system, yeah. it disrupts the water balance and causes the weed to eventually wilt I love that. and die. So flip it spiritually, yeah. right? The salt that we have in our life, the salt that mm-hmm. we're supposed to be flavored with, mm-hmm. the salt of Jesus Christ... It is supposed to bring an end to the sin in our life and the sin in others' lives as we spread our salt around everywhere we go. I love it. Preach. Mm, yeah. Are we going to get to talking about light today? I mean, well, we can just finish can, it off. Yeah, we can keep talking about yeah. salt. And maybe why don't we pick up light next week? How's well, that? Sh- we can do that. Do you have more thoughts about salt? No, well, I could, but we can move on to light. Pew. Pew, pew, pew. <laughs> it's not lasers. Laser this beams. Was, this my was, light. This was Jesus' time. <laughs> um, okay, well, let's talk about light real quick. Um, it says, you're the light of the world. 
like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so everyone will praise your heavenly Father. The first thing that I see right away, Jesus says, you are the light of the world, which is great because in John chapter 9, verse 5, Jesus calls himself the light of the world. Mm -hmm. And now here he's referring to us as the light of the world, right? Which is a great thought. Yeah. I talked, you didn't hear that in my message three weeks ago. I actually talked about that very thing. I did hear it. Where, where did you think <laughs> I got? I, I preached a I message in church, you guys called Turn the Light On. So, turn You're the like, light on. You're like, I bet you didn't know that. I'm like, actually, I, I, it's in my notes. Well, <laughs> <clears throat> uh, moving right along. The pride, <laughs> et cetera. <laughs> Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I know that. Um, okay, so he talks about nobody lights a lamp, puts it under a basket. So he's talking. This is, he's talking about our characteristics as a believer. We're supposed to be salt. We're supposed to be light. Light is what brings things. Sorry, you think so you're laughing. really funny? <laughs> it's because I'm going back to when we were. Everything was a competition when we were young, you guys. And like, I don't. We definitely. I don't think that. We do marriage like that. I think we'd be very careful, but it was like we just like went back <laughs> 500 years in our relationship. <laughs> That's why I'm laughing. Um, okay, so no one lights a lamp and puts it under a basket. So as a light, one of the purposes uh, of, of being a light is to give light to all those around you, right? To point the way. Mm-hmm. to show truth. Mm-hmm. And so as a follower of Jesus, we are supposed to be lights. And then he says, nobody hides this light, but you're called to shine your light. Mm-hmm. So as, as a follower of Jesus, you know, wherever you live your life, whatever you do, mm-hmm. you are called to shine the light of Jesus right. in those places. Mm-hmm. Don't cover it up. That's right. Don't hide it. Don't diminish it. Don't be ashamed of it. You are called to shine those lights because the people that you live your life around mm-hmm. need the light of Jesus Christ. They do. And then he goes on and he finishes off and he says, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so everyone will praise your heavenly father. So the purpose of shining your light is so that everybody gives God the glory. Not that they give you the glory, not no. like, oh, wow, I can finally see you. Look how amazing you are. It's so that God gets the glory so they can see God in you. Amen. Amen. You know, I'm just thinking about how we're light bulbs. You know, what's the purpose of a light bulb? Turn the light on. I heard is a great to, message on that recently. Is to, is to shine light. So, you know, anytime we're not shining light, we're not being who God called us to be and doing what we were created for. Exactly. You know, that, you know, who are you? Because you said you are the light of the world. That's now. right. Yeah. You, you are the light of the world. The I'm the light of the world. world. You're the light of the world. You're the light of the world. I'm thinking about Isaiah where it says, I rise... A rise, arise, shine, for your light has come, and yeah. the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. And that was really the big crux of my message. Was just you know even prophetically, I could hear that in my spirit was mm-hmm. that the Lord was calling His church in this hour to arise mm-hmm. and to shine. This was not your time to to put your light under a basket, but this was your time to 
um, say no to the fear of man and yes That's to the right. fear of the Lord. And, yeah. and I also want to say this, you guys, if you deal with the fear of man or maybe like, I'm afraid to show my light or how do I show my light? You know, like someone tells you to pay for groceries for someone in the grocery store, do it. If someone tells you to pray for someone, you know, you're at the movie theater, just do it, you know? When, and you're, if, when you're saying if someone tells you to... Or you sorry, saying, if someone, if sorry. Lord, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, that's what, exactly what I mean. Sorry. Uh, yes. <laughs> if the Lord tells you, well, if someone tells you... you pray know, for that person. Pray for them. I think that prayer is always a good thing. You can never pray for people too much. So <laughs> yes, do it. But I'm talking about the Lord. He's not just anyone. He is the ultimate someone. Yeah. If the Lord tells you to pray for someone in the movie theater do it. You yeah. know, if the Lord tells you to give this away, do it. If, you know, if the Lord tells you to forgive that person, always do that. That's right. Always do that. Um, I don't know where it's going with that now. Cause you were interested. I just wanted to clarify, cause you kept saying if somebody tells <laughs> right, you to do I know this. what I was saying now is that for those of you who deal with, you know, the fear of man or what are people going to think about me or I'm not qualified, you know, God called you, he qualified you. I want to say that again. If God called you, which he's called all of us, he has qualified us. And yeah. God is never going to ask you to do anything that he won't grace you for That's right. in that moment. So you might not feel qualified in the moment, but I can guarantee when you step across that threshold into the yes of obeying the Lord, mm-hmm. you are going to find the grace of God in That's a way right. that you didn't even know was possible. That's in right. fact, I, I would probably say that you're going to find it a little bit in a good way, addictive, because you're going to be like, what was that that I just yeah. stepped into? You just stepped into the light of That's God. That's right. Amen. Yeah. And that as you step, you know, in the light of God, you stepped into the fear of the Lord. And it's that fear of the Lord. I, I would say that it's the fear of the Lord that's the opposite of the fear of man. And that yeah. it's the fear of the Lord that dispels. Like, yes, perfect love casts out all fear. But is that when you when your fear is for the Lord, when your fear is to obey him, when your fear is to say yes to him, that fear of man, it, it just loses all power. That's know? right. And that's the place of saltiness, you guys. Yeah. That's the place of light is the fear of the Lord. So I just want to encourage you guys, whatever God tells you to do this season, mm-hmm. do it because there is a cry, I believe, from the heart of God that is calling his sons and daughters. It's calling the body of Christ to arise and shine. Now yeah. the fields are white. People are talking about a truth for a reason because right. they are so desperately looking for the truth. And, and you know, like the Bible says, how are they going to know? How are they going to know unless yeah. we tell them? You know, how are they going to know the way unless we show him, show them the way, Jesus Christ, the truth and the life, you know, we got to, you know, what what is the scripture of those who live their lives? You know, the scripture. Yeah. Um, First John chapter two, verse six says, those who say they live in God must live their lives like Jesus did. Yeah. Yeah. Love that scripture. It's a, it's one of my favorite scriptures in the Bible. Mm -hmm. And what did Jesus do? He gave it all away. He gave it all All away. All the time. All the time. Twenty four seven until he went home to be with the Lord. Mm-hmm. When he finished, mission. that's right. Mm-hmm. Nobody knew his secret ambition. <laughs> Nobody knew his claim to fame. Uh, so nobody that's going to be so lost on so many people. guys. If you don't know what I was just mm-hmm. quoting, it's a song called "Secret Ambition" mm-hmm. by Michael W. Smith. Mm-hmm. It will change your life mm-hmm. if you go listen to it. We thought it was a good time to talk about this conversation today, as people are getting ready to go back to mm-hmm. school and go back to life as normal, Mm -hmm. that we wanted to remind you that you are called to be the salt that flavors the world that you live in, that you are called to be Mm -hmm. the light that shows people the goodness of God. So don't hide that light. Don't don't be a salt substitute, but be the salt of Jesus everywhere you go. Right, and don't minimize what you carry because what what you carry is, you know, I talk about this a lot, but lately is that we, this Jesus medicine that people so desperately 
are needing and are mm-hmm. wanting. And, and don't make it about you. If the Lord asks you to share something with someone or pray for someone, don't make it about you. Yes. You know, just make it about obeying the Lord. Make it about loving them. Because when we make it about loving others yeah. more than about ourselves, there's just total freedom in that. And I just even sense it as we're talking today that, you know, that the Lord wants to activate some things inside of people to be free and to be loosed and released mm-hmm. in into the holy mission of preaching the gospel to the world. Yeah. Because that's all of our commission. People are like, well, it's just for the evangelists. No, Actually, no. these were some of Jesus's very, 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 right. very last words yeah. was to go. You know, well, I got to pray about it. No, you actually don't have to pray ever about being salt and being light. That's yeah. who you are. That's who we're created to be. So it's you guys... Great commission. Yeah. That's, that's I just pray role. that you would not be bound anymore by yep. fear of man, but that you would be released... Um, you would be released in the power of the Spirit and the fear of the Lord this season and step into who God's called you to be and what He created you for. That's right. Salt and light. Love you guys. Have a great first week back at school, whatever your life looks like. Any questions you have, thoughts, we'd love to hear them. You can send your emails to questions at thefollowinggspodcast.com. And until next time, our friends, keep following Jesus. Love you guys. Well, that's it, everybody. That is our show for this week. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. Hey, if you did, would you take just a moment and rate and review the show? It helps spread the word and so other people can be encouraged in their own lives. If you've got questions or thoughts you want to share with us, send us an email at questions at the following Jesus podcast.com and we can answer them for you. And in the meantime, in your own life, wherever you're at, remember... Keep following Jesus.